Hey, are you here? Whoa, there you are, tuned in to the Paul Leslie Hour. Oh, we got something good for you today. This interview originally went out over the radio, old-timey times. We think it was around 2010. Now, your host, Paul Edward Leslie, spoke with a legendary rockin' Doopsy Jr. Now, Doopsy's pronounced Doopsy. The band, many of you know, is Rockin' Doopsy Jr. and the Zydeco Twisters. Oh, they are fabulous live, and you'd love their albums. Their studio albums are fantastic. Junior's father was a Zydeco legend, Rockin' Doopsy Sr. The family vowed to keep the music and his memory alive, and they have kept that promise. Rockin' Doopsy Jr.'s band has shared the stage with the best of the best. Tina Turner, they worked with Neville Brothers, Bonnie Raitt, Jimmy Buffett, Dr. John. They recorded with Bob Dylan and Cindy Lauper. Oh, and you know the Paul Simon song, That Was Your Mother, that undeniably Louisiana-influenced track? Well, yes, they appeared on that recording, too. Rockin' Doopsy Jr. also famously appeared on the renowned compilation CD put out by Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville Records, entitled Margaritaville Café Late Night Menu. Doopsy contributed two tracks to that album, Please Don't Leave Me and I'm Coming Home. You know, we love bringing all these interviews to you, but did you know that you can keep up with all of our content and help us simply by subscribing to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel? Uh-huh. We need to get about 700 more subscriptions to meet our goal. Oh, it's going to be tough. But maybe you'll hit the subscribe button and also, ding, ding, ring the bell. And we thank you. Hey, there's no party like a rockin' doopsy party. So on that note, all we have to do now is enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, Rockin' Doopsy Jr., thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be here. Good to be here. Back to show hello to all my friends in, in Georgia. All right. Well, my first question, who is Rockin' Doopsy Jr.? Rockin' Doopsy Jr. is one of the coolest cats. No, I'm joking. Rockin' Doopsy Jr. is a Zydeco musician, an everyday person from a country town of Lafayette, Louisiana, down on the bayou, who happened to uh, move to New Orleans. I live my my everyday just hanging out uh, around the house and messing around with music, watching soap operas, playing a little basketball, going out to dinner with my wife and friends and just sometimes when I have a, a, a concert going out afterwards and just hanging out with people, showing detailing my cars. That's pretty much the life of Rock and Doocy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of music did you grow up listening to? Well, the type of music I grew up listening to back then was it was disco music and rock and roll. When I say disco, I, I, I should add funk in that because, you know, you had bands like uh, Cool and the Gang, the Ohio Players, George Clinton, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Commodores, and of course, you know, you had the Jackson Five. And when I say disco, I'm talking about like Casey and the Sunshine Band and 
those type of guys. You know, I listen to everything, classic rock, some some Doobie Brothers stuff. Uh, I was a huge fan of Michael McDonald in the in the Doobie Brothers. My favorite entertainer of all time, you know, because if you ever come to Rock and Doobie Junior show, my whole demeanor on stage is to image James Brown. One of my biggest heroes in music, and you know, growing up listening to James Brown, watching James Brown, I never thought I'd ever get a chance to do shows with James Brown. You know, I've done a couple of shows with him in, in Europe. Actually, the year he died, we did a show in uh, Perugia in Italy. It was called the Umbria Jazz Fest. Then I opened up a show right before he played that same year um, in Alabama in Birmingham, Alabama, for a festival called the Birmingham Jam. James Brown, Jackie Wilson, you know, guys like that, Joe Fetch, Michael Jackson, Prince, all all, all you strong entertainers was a lot of my influences. What is it about James Brown you think that appeals to you? His whole album, you know, his, his, his message he was trying to send out to people through his music. Let's say, for instance, when rapping got, when rap music got real big, James Brown message to a lot of the, the rappers, upcoming rappers, was, I like what y'all doing. Y'all doing a great job. But, you know, a lot of them have this thing to where, you know, they use a lot of profanity in their stuff and, you know, kind of put women down of all colors and creeds. And his message to them was like, you know what, you could rap, you could do this, but let's stay true and honest to our women. And, I, you know, I just like his stage presence, man. I just like his whole the whole all-around thing about it, except for the bad James Brown. Yeah. Well, tell all the listeners out there about the type of music that you play. What is Zydeco music, really? Well, actually, the Zydeco music in French is a snap bean. You know the green giant man you have on the corner string bean? Before it was Zydeco music, before they called it Zydeco music, it was called La La music. Because my father... And Clifton Chenier started playing la-la music in the late 40s, early 50s, and it was called la-la music. And I remember my dad telling me when they were growing up before the, the music got worldwide that they'd set up in somebody's living room on a Saturday night, charge 25-cent cover charge to get in and play with just an accordion and a washboard. But Zydeco music is, in French, it's called a snap bean. And it's basically old-time rhythm and blues with a little rock, a little jazz. Pretty much rhythm and blues, one, four, five beat uh, with just an accordion and a washboard. And, you know, they say we got Cajun and Zydeco music, and there is a difference. Zydeco music is most mostly R&B stuff, and Cajun music is a two-step with a, with a, with a, one, a single note accordion, a triangle, and a lot of violins. Well, maybe one violin. In Zydeco music, you have guitars, keyboards, horn, you know, like a big band sound, but you just have an accordion up front that gives that, that two-step dancing feel to it. So pretty much Zydeco music is rhythm and blues, any way you look at it. And tell us about the instrument that you play. A lot of people may not be familiar with it. The instrument I play is called a washboard. In French, it's a fatra. It's called a fatra. It's a washboard. I can get three different sounds out of it. It's stainless steel, 20-inch gauge that has rivets in it, and it has a collar on it. And it's basically a percussion instrument. If anybody knows how to play congas, drums, a snare drum, any kind of 
thing with a spin on it is is basically just keeping the rhythm going. So a washboard is basically a percussion instrument. That's what it is. But just say you play it leaning up against your chest. Now, you mentioned James Brown earlier, and you've shared the stage with some really, really great musicians. And not only that, through music, you've met some really incredible people. Tell us about some of the people you've met that you were most proud to meet. Bill Clinton was definitely one of my uh, big influences. To me, Bill Clinton was like uh, African-American people, the first African-American president before Obama. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, how we looked, that, that's how we looked at it. And then, you know, I got a chance to meet and do some recording back in the days with Cindy Lauper. I got to record with Paul Simon on the Graceland album, which was real good. Got to do some recording with Bob Dylan on the Old Mercy CD. New Orleans Gumbo CD. I did some recording with Jimmy Buffett, Aretha Franklin, Bono from the band U2. My most recent accomplishment was about two years ago that I was very proud of. I, I got a chance to take some photos for Beyonce's B-Day CD. If you open it up, there's like about 10 or 15 pictures of us together. She came down to Louisiana and she wanted to take pictures for uh, city covers and inside because she did that whole B-Day thing around New Orleans. She got shot a couple of videos here and we took the pictures at uh, Oak Valley Plantation and a lot of musicians have got the Zodico music and collaborated with what they did. I also worked with uh, country singers like Mark Fosnott, Randy Travis, Travis Trent. Uh, I did some stuff with Ray Charles you know, and uh, Charlie Daniels, Dolly Parton, you know, a lot of great musicians, the Rolling Stones. I remember doing a show that was one of my biggest influences. I remember doing a show back in the 80s when the Rolling Stones came to New Orleans. We played a private party for them. It was me and my band, a blues singer from New Orleans, Martha Wright, on the Funky Noodles. We all threw a party with the Pauline Connection. And I remember sitting down with Ron Wood from the Stones, and telling me that um, one of the first Zydeco albums he had back in the days was from my father, Clifton Shamir, and that Mick Jagger has a brother from Liverpool that has a Zydeco band. His name is David Jagger, and he also plays the washboard. So, you know, I learned a lot of stuff about wow. that. That's pretty cool. That is cool. You just mentioned the Paul Simon album, Graceland, and that song you're talking about is That Was Your Mother. That was your mother a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I'm standing on the corner of Lafayette. Yeah. And actually, when Paul Simon heard us, we were playing at this place called the Lawn Star in New York City. So Paul Simon came over there and he spoke to us and he came down to uh, Louisiana. We recorded that at an old studio out of Crowley called J.D. Miller, this old guy, J.D. Miller. He's deceased now. He had a studio called Miller Studio out in Crowley. And he recorded guys like my father, Buckwheat Zotico, Rockton Sydney, Don't Mess With My Tutu, Clinton Chenier. He recorded Slim Harpo. All the old blues players around Louisiana that grew up, all, everybody went through uh, this guy to record some music. And that's where uh, we did the track for the Graceland album up in Crowley. And I tell you what, man, it was it was an honor because that year Grossman was up for ten Grammys, and we was on the edge of our seat because Graceland lost 
10 categories and wind up winning album of the year. So that was a blessing. That was, that, that was like one of the greatest accomplishments. And we received a gold and platinum album out of the deal. So that was, that was a, that was a great accomplishment, you know? And I'd like to thank Paul Simon. And you know, this year for Jazz Fest, Simon and Garfunkel is getting together to play at this year's Jazz Fest. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I heard about that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's going to be pretty hip. That's going to be pretty cool. Now, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about Tiger Doopsy and Anthony Doopsy. Okay, Tiger Doopsy is the oldest brother out of the Doopsy clan. A lot of people think our last name is Doopsy because of the band's name, Rockin' Doopsy. Our family name is Ruben, R-U-B-I-N. And when I tell that to people, it goes, because my real name is David Rubin, and especially Jewish people, and they say, oh, that's a very Jewish name, David Rubin. But uh, Elton Rubin, Jewish Tiger, has my father's birth name, which my father was Elton Rubin Sr. And then my dad, growing up, he was a, his grandfather played accordion, and my dad started playing accordion, but he danced. So they call him Little Rock and Boopsy. So that's where I got, I guess, all my dancing skills from my dad. And then when he put his band together, we called ourselves Rock and Boopsy and the Cajun Twisters for about maybe 10, 15 years. Then it went to Rock and Boopsy and the Zydeco Twisters. So my, my oldest brother, Elton, he started playing with my father like in 1978, playing drums. And then in 1985, was when I started, I got out of high school, I started playing washboard with my father. I was playing in some little disco bands around the house, and the first group I did was in, in Lafayette. He gave me a washboard, and he was like, look, this is what I want you to do. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. I'm, I'm going to try The band I was playing with, you know, we were making like $15, $20 a night. And back in the 80s, man, you know, $150 was a lot of money to me. So my dad paid me $150, and I was like, oh, I could, I could live on this, man. This is happening. You know, so uh, that's how it all started. So we started working together, started traveling. Money got better, kept getting good, kept getting good, better, better, and better. Then in 1993, my father passed away of a massive heart attack. And when he passed away, the band, I mean, everybody was devastated. Because we were, me and my dog, we, we, you know, we was father and son, but we were like two brothers, you know. We was devastated. And we were all devastated, man. And then that's when Anthony came in. Anthony is a great accordion player and a great keyboard player. So Anthony came in and stepped in. Now, Anthony's the brother after me who took my father's place. And then we have a younger brother, Dwayne Dupsu, that's a phenomenal accordion player. But out of both my brothers and all the Zydeco accordion players, my dad was the only accordion player in the whole world that played left-handed. He took a right-handed accordion and turned it upside down and had to learn how to play the keyboards coming up the opposite direction. Well, tell us a little bit more about your father. Well, my father grew up a country boy back in the 40s when he grew up. Uh, he really had no good education because he had to help his mom and his stepdad grow the crops and break uh, corn and, and coca and to make a living and stuff. And then he finally went to school. He went to school for one year, I think in the first grade, but he always had his accordion with him. And this lady that passed away about five years ago, she used to tell us, my dad didn't like to go to class. He didn't, he'd always sit under a tree 
and throw his accordion, and he t- and they tell him, Dootsie, you got to come to class, man. And he goes, I don't want to go to class. And uh, he'd be sitting on the tree playing accordion, and he said, one day I'm going to be a star. And they call, they call my grandmother, and they tell him he didn't want to go to class. And when he wouldn't go to class, he'd get a whipping and stuff, you know. Believe it or not, man, he... He made his dream a reality because to me, he became a, a, a star and put Zydeco music, you know, where everybody knows that, hey man, Rock and Doopsie, Clinton Chenier, all these guys, they were one of the two first guys to take this kind of music overseas and let another part of the world hear what they were playing here around Louisiana, Texas, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You mentioned earlier about an album that was called Margaritaville Cafe, New Orleans, Late Night Gumbo. Right. And a lot, of, a lot of our listeners might be familiar with uh, that album. And you did two songs on there, Please Don't Leave Me and I'm right. Coming Home. So tell us about uh, your association with Mr. Buffett. Well, actually, I met Jimmy Buffett when I was playing in uh, Tramp. There's a place in New York that was called Tramp. Uh, that's when I first met Jimmy Buffett. He was sitting in the audience with uh, Dr. John. It was Dr. John, Jimmy Buffett, and Ed Bradley. You remember Ed Bradley's oh, yeah. 60 Minutes? 60 Minutes. They were sitting in the audience, and there was also a lady that had on a red wig and eyeglasses that was sitting with him. And come to find out, it was Bed Midler. And we, we had played at Tramps. Every night for a whole week. And I, I'll never forget, man, it snowed every night. But every night that they had that Zydeco music there, there was a line wrapped around the building. So that's how I met Jimmy Buffett. And within that same year, we were playing at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. And they have a, a, a videotape with a gospel band, the Funky Meters, and me and my father and the Zydeco Twisters playing at Jazz Fest all on the same take to where Jimmy Buffett came up and played Tonga with us. And uh, Ed Bradley played one of my washboards. It was it was a great experience. And then from there, I popped up on a couple of jobs Jimmy Buffett did and uh, did some shows with him. And actually, I gave him a couple of washboards for his backup singers. You have uh, an album out, and it's called Got My Mojo Working. Tell us about that CD. That CD was like... It wasn't a Zydeco, it wasn't meant to be a Zydeco CD. It was meant to be a CD to where, like, a lot of music I grew up listening to, if you have the CD, it's a lot of cover tunes, like by James Brown, Fooders Redding, uh, Sam and Dave, House of the Rising Sun, Got My Mojo Working. It was just songs that I grew up listening to, like some of my favorite songs, but, and I had made probably just two Zydeco songs on that CD. I thought it was an interesting concept to kind of branch out yeah. like that. Yeah, well, a lot of people really liked that CD. I thought it was a good CD. At the time I did the CD, I should have waited a while because, you know, I had just got back from off the road and we were working a lot and my voice was kind of sore, but I still went in and put the CD down because we had a time frame. I think it came out a lot. I mean, it came out real good. Yeah, great cover at that. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I said that was all my ex-wives, which is one of them, the brunette. She, that, that's the one I'm still married to. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. you, you live in Louisiana, and there's just some of the best food down there. What is your all-time favorite meal? My all-time favorite meal is two, either dog crawfish or crawfish 
etouffee in a nice gravy with rice, sweet potato, and a big glass of iced tea. That's my favorite drink. Either crawfish, anything with crawfish in it is my favorite meal. Either a crawfish etouffee or raw crawfish. I mean, actually, I ate raw crawfish so long one one summer. The doctor had to put me on medicine because uh, that raised my cholesterol real high, and I had to stop eating it for like two years. So now I'm normal again, you know. Goodness, you really like it. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I had no idea. I mean, I remember performing one year at Jazz Fest where on stage I put out so much energy. It's like I felt like I was going to black out, but I caught myself. And it like it's just flash that hit me and came and went away. And that's when I, I went to the doctor and he said my, my cholesterol was almost over 300 something. And I'm like, God, he goes, you got to get off the shelf because, you know, it has a lot of fat. In it. And, 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 I, and I didn't know that, you know. So I stopped eating sausage for two weeks, for two years, actually. And uh, now I'm back to normal. I love weight. I feel good. I'm still hitting my, now I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my spit faster than I was when I was 17. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Well, that's good. Now, this broadcast goes out all over the world. So my final question to you. Rockin' Doopsy Jr., what would you like to say to all the people who are listening in right now? I'd like to say to everybody, thank y'all for supporting Rockin' Doopsy Jr. and Designer Twisted, and thank y'all for everything y'all have done for New Orleans since Katrina. Continue to come to visit New Orleans for whichever reason it is, Jazz Fest, Mardi Gras, French Quarter Fest, Shows on their way to the Super Bowl. God bless them. I love all my listeners around the world. And anytime you come to New Orleans, Louisiana, and you're coming to look up for a party, find Rockin' Doopsie, because there's no party like a Rockin' Doopsie party. And Leslie, boss all you late. Amen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, man. God bless. <laughs> all right. See you. Bye-bye. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good. <laughs>